Hello, and welcome to the Cover Crop Strategies podcast, brought to you by Source by Sound Agriculture. Today, I'm talking to Andrew Moore, president of the National Agricultural Aviation Association. He's going to talk about aerial seeding of cover crops, safely using a drone around aircraft, and more. Let's get to it. My name is Andrew Moore, and I am the CEO of the National Agricultural Aviation Association. Got it. And that's, uh, for all intents and purposes, that's crop dusters and also aerial planters, anything involving a, a plane and a farm, essentially, right? Is is that group? Yes. I mean, our mem- the members of NAAA represent uh, aerial applicators, and of course, a term of older term is crop dusters uh the we also and so we treat land that is grown for crops we do seed treatments we do fertilizer treatments we do insecticides fungicides herbicides uh organic work as well and our members also do forestry so that forestry can be for forests that are used to harvest um timber and whatnot but also firefighting um our members do a lot of firefighting and uh we do public health spraying too so mosquito abatement and stuff like that you you guys work with the big scoopers that come and suck stuff out of the lake and drop it or is that that's more maybe the fire actually yes our um our members use what's called a seat aircraft so basically it's just a converted ag aircraft it's a larger ag aircraft you know 600 gallons plus air tractor for one has a has a what's called an air tractor 802 it's an 800 gallon hopper you know where the where the materials go and what they do is they there's this company called whip air that creates pontoons so the pontoons allow for uh, the aircraft to skim on water and it sucks up the water into the pontoons and into the hopper and then can fly directly to uh, uh, where fire is to okay. fire prevention. Uh, but yeah, you can, the gate, so when you're treating a fire, you know, the gates open immediately and you're, you've dumped your load and less than four seconds probably so yeah uh as opposed to you know when you're treating by with a spreader for dry material or uh, a boom system of nozzles uh for liquid now is the fall typically when you guys do a lot of uh, your business like uh can, can you put me in a perspective like i know the farmer uh routine or feel like i know the farmer routine pretty well is that at this point harvest is completed um, yes. They're looking at fertilizer application. They're looking at, um, in some cases, conventional tillage. Although, uh, you know, I work for a publication, No-Till Farmer, and you can probably guess where their bias is. But, you know, uh, just kind of for for uh, aviators, is are we at a similar juncture now? Like where in the annual agricultural cycle are the pilots mm-hmm. right now or the owner operators for these these small businesses? Yeah, most of them are slowing down. Uh-huh. Yeah already shut down it all depends on where you are right so if you're in the rio grande valley of texas or the imperial valley of california or in florida you know you're going to be doing some work and even further north as well um maybe still doing some defoliating work for soybeans or cotton uh in the in more of the southern southeast 
part of the country. Um, or there could be some cover crop applications going on as well. But for the most part, you know, if you're up in the northern Midwest, um, northeast, you're you're slowing down. You're starting to do your annuals on your engines and and uh, and maybe even hunting deer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so in that case, what do farmers, if farmers are looking to obtain an aerial application for cover crops it, at this juncture here, and we know that there are some species that overwinter um, or that winter yeah. kill by design, is it easier or harder to find somebody with a plane to do that now? Oh, they, they could find. I, I think most of the cover crops have been applied by now is what yeah. I guess where I was going or what I should have said. And the other, the, the beauty, I guess, of making a cover crop application by air is that it can be done pre-harvest. So whether you have corn, soybeans, wheat, you can lay down that cover crop, whether it's rye or legumes or clover or seed or what have you before the harvest. And that allows more time. The plant can still grow, you know, uh, even though it's, it's within that cash crop canopy, but it has more time to grow, which allows for more time to aerate the soil, more time to hydrate, you know, the soil, more time to, to provide nutrients for that soil. So, and provide that cover crop, you know, to maintain the soil, right. Over the, over the winter. And when you have rains and like your no-till guys, you know, they, they, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. So you're going to get just more development of that cover crop by applying it by air. And we're seeing it grow as in, in, in our industry. I think the last survey we did was the 2017 season. So we're looking at five years now, but at that point we were doing close to 4 million acres of cover crops throughout the country. And now, and now you're going to have a lot more programs coming I guess government funding for for climate smart agriculture and and uh, carbon sequestration. So you're seeing a lot of money, whether it's through the two trillion dollar spending programs, uh, spending bills that have occurred this year or the past year for either infrastructure or for renewable energy that has a lot of funding for climate smart agriculture and part of that is providing benefits to farmers that that do cover crop applications so what are the concerns associated with aerial seeding that farmers should be aware of i, I know a lot of guys use old box drills or, or that kind of thing if they moved on to a planter some guys will use their planter prop uh, plant cover crops i guess the concern is uh, in furrow and seed to soil conflict uh, or uh, seed to soil contact rather do we re with Cover crops spreading via plane. Do we do, do we get a sufficient height or terminal velocity for the seeds to go into the soil, or is this equivalent to broadcasting in terms of how the the seeds are dispersed? It's more broadcast, but it okay. is gonna it, it does take root. I mean, it's similar yeah. to when you put out grass seed, I guess you know for your lawn at the same time of year. The technology is always improving. So remember, you have a a spreader that you're putting underneath your aircraft. It's basically just covers the distance of basically the fuselage, as opposed to when you're doing a liquid application, you're going to have a boom system that goes out, you know, 75% of the wingspan. 
Well, what happens as well is you're flying higher. So you're flying instead of 10 feet off the ground for a liquid application, you're flying 40 feet above the ground. And uh, as you're applying, you're still getting a pretty good swath. It has more time to, I guess, the swath has more time to triangulate for lack of a better word. And we're also seeing a lot better technology in terms of equipping, you know, we, we our, our members do precision applications, so variable rate applications, enabling or taking into account wind speed and direction. You'll have onboard anemometers that can tell you the wind speed direction so you can best line up that that swath uh, so it's not so the seed is not going into another field or elsewhere it's going to where it's where it's needed so there those are technologies that are always improving in terms of making those applications got it what do farmers need to provide in the way of directions i would imagine gps coordinates would suffice at this point in this day and age but you know do we have to worry about one field being mistaken for another while while guys are doing this kind of thing is there any kind of special criteria or information that farmers can provide to help uh, pilots do their job it's, better yeah it's i mean it's i've never heard of their i mean they'll show you the field they'll show you the and our farmers can call it up and get the exact geospatial coordinates. And then 100% of our industry is equipped with GPS. Yeah. And it's not just GPS, but it's, like I said, these onboard anemometers, it's flow control so that, well, in if you're, if you're making an application, fertilizer, uh, even seeding, if you, if you provide some sort of detailed, digital map of of the field that may show where this is particularly the case with fertilizers and pesticides but if there's more plant stress in one area whether it's a fungus whether it's lack of nutrients more material can go to that area and less in other areas where there isn't that plant stress i mean applications with seed could be the same but i think seed applications are pretty much all kind of a, a um, a fixed rate, if you will. We'll get back to my interview with Andrew Moore, CEO of the National Agricultural Aviation Association in a moment. Right now, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Source from Sound Agriculture. Source from Sound Agriculture unlocks more of the nitrogen and phosphorus already in your fields, so you can rely less on expensive fertilizer. This foliar applied chemistry has a low use rate, and you can mix it right into your tank. Check out Source. It's like caffeine for microbes. Learn more at www.sound.at. Now back to my discussion with Andrew Moore. For the spring, um, if I if I want somebody to drop cover crops uh, pre-plant, how early should I be looking at? Um, are, can we expect costs to rise with the way that kind of avgas or, and I assume it's avgas that most of you guys are burning. Um, you know, can we expect additional costs to be incurred if we like to go the aerial seeding route as a cover crop. Yeah. And just as an FYI, it's mostly jet a. Got it. Um, so 80% of our fleet today is turbo turboprop aircraft. So, mm-hmm. and remember we have about 16% of our industry are, are also uh, rotorcraft helicopters, but the, the, 
large majority of the industry and even larger in terms of acres treated but in terms of the fleet it's 80 percent maybe 90 percent in terms of the acres treated in terms of fuel supply um it actually has gotten better 2021 was a tough year Mm -hmm. uh, that's when you really started to see the effects of covid and lack of refining and so forth um, hit the industry, but a lot of it was just not being able to, in, in certain parts where there was drought, like in the Pacific Northwest, it was a bad fire year in Washington and Idaho, and there was supply issues for aerial applicators, but some aerial applicators, but it wasn't devastating. This year, yes, the price of fuel is, has been higher, but in some, you know, most whether you're a commercial applicator on the ground or in the air, you know, you probably are going to have a fuel surcharge. I would say the expectations, I mean, we are seeing fuel prices going down. We're seeing inflation going down. Now it's maybe more of a trickle than a stream, but it is happening. So I don't think, I don't foresee those being issues that are going to be exacerbated they'll probably only improve uh, yeah. in terms of supply and, and cost. One of the things that we're talking, because we're, we're right now working on the, the National Cover Crops Summit, I'm getting speakers together for that. And one of the things we're looking at, because we know uh, there's a lot of energy in this region for farmers is drones. Um, have you guys seen, and I guess, uh, what are the steps that I should take to make sure that my drone interacts in a safe manner with uh, agricultural uh, aviationists? Yeah, great question. And drones are an important part of precision ag. They can be in terms of mapping, uh, providing great images for crops, uh, of crops. So to help farmers know, you know, what, what inputs, if any, they might need in certain areas of easier than walking into the field. The But safety is a big issue. We wanna make sure that uh, the, the drone operator always gives the right of way to a manned aircraft. We do have at the National Agricultural Aviation Association, we have a website, which is agaviation.org, agaviation.org. And it allows you as well to there's a function on the on each page on the top right that allows you to find an aerial applicator near you. It, it's not every aerial applicator; it's the AAA members, but uh, that are on there where you could type in your zip code and see if there's an aerial applicator near you. Be in conversation with them, saying, "Hey, I might be flying near you or near where your operation is. Want to make sure that we're." having a, a good dialogue to know where you might be and you'll know where I might be. It's very difficult with some of these smaller drones to, to see. So um, we've done studies. There was a study in Colorado done a few years ago now where four out of five ag pilots were flying. They knew there was a drone in the vicinity. They didn't know exactly where. Uh, and they had to try to spot it, but they knew it was out there. So they were looking for it. Only four out of five were unable to see it. And the one that was able to see it only saw it for a short bit of time. So 
that's why it's so important to give right away. Equip as well with ADSB out technology, uh, which basically provides you know, a knowledge, if yes, if the aerial applicator has ADSB technology and the drone operator has ADSB technology, that drone operator will know that there's an ag aircraft there. And probably, like I said, just give right away because the aerial applicator is not necessarily going to see it. And there have been instances where a say a bird, a, a, a one and a half pound mallard drake will or you know uh, or a turkey vulture or a red-tailed hawk will go through the windshield of an ag aircraft or lodge deep into the to the leading edge of a of a of a wing so you know they can be dangerous when you're dealing with a drone which is hard plastic you know that could be even worse so and they tend to be much heavier as well in general, has the interest in drones driven membership for you guys? Like, it, it, could I be considering myself an aerial uh, agriculturalist if I am a custom drone service provider? Is that not really what you guys do? No, absolutely. I mean, we do have a precision ag membership category, but we also have a aerial application operator category. So if you're it, if you're doing imaging you could join in the precision ag category. If you're doing application, you would join as the operator category. We do have members that uh, do both and meaning one or the other or both, you know, they, they could do both imaging and application. They could do one or the other in order to make an application by air commercially. You do also have to one, get your part 107, drone license, but also your part 137 federal aviation regulation uh, license to make an aerial application. So uh, you'd have to have both of those. Those are both required to make commercial applications by air. Trying to think if there's any other questions or uh, issues related to aerial application of cover crops, Any anything I uh, missed or anything you want to add? Any novel trends you're aware of? Yeah, I think there's it's it's a very exciting area. You know, I've mentioned everything in terms of soil hydration, nutrients to the soil, hydration to the soil, keeping that soil binded and in place. But also it's a carbon sequester, a major carbon sequester. So that's very exciting. And I think it's only going to be an area that's growing as well. And you know, the other thing we have a couple uh, operators that are doing studies, you know, they'll apply clover it, this time of year, right? Maybe a little earlier. And then they'll actually plant over that coat clover, whether it's soybeans, whether it's corn, they'll let that clover blossom. It's, you know, bees, honeybees go crazy for clover, right? So it's feeding the bees, it's feeding pollinators, all which is another benefit, you know, to the environmental benefit. Um, and then once that clover blossom has passed, that's when they'll go in and, and you know, probably use a herbicide to, to clean it out uh, to keep the nutrients for the, for the, for the cash crop. So it's, it's really a, an exciting and growing area. 
in our in our industry. So. All right. Well, I think uh, you had a website that you wanted to plug. What's uh, if I need to find the, the local aerial applicator near me? Uh, what was that yes. website? One more time. Yeah, Sorry, our man. website. It, yeah, our website is. And if you usually, if you just Google N A A A, that will bring up in the first Google selection our website. But if you want to just type it in, it's also AG, which is A G Alpha Golf mm-hmm. Aviation, AG Aviation.org. And our find an aerial applicator click through where you could type in your zip code or so forth is in the upper right hand corner. That was my interview with Andrew Moore, CEO of the National Agricultural Aviation Association. If you like this podcast, want to listen to more like it. We have our whole back catalog available at www.covercropstrategies.com slash podcasts. The transcript of this episode will be available there shortly. You can email me at B-O-C-O-N-N-O-R at lessonermedia.com or call me at 262-777-2413 if you have any feedback like and subscribe whenever we release a new episode of this podcast i'm brian o'connor your host and for all of us at listener media thanks for listening and cover up <laughs>